I mean, it was another, I hate to say this, every time that I press start, we end up venting about a production episode, you know, the production meeting, and how was the production meeting, and, but there's there's big news on the production meeting, right, there's Spotify, right? Well, yeah, yeah, you we know? have uh, 17 episodes of the Jersey Alchemist on Spotify. Wow, wow. We got... Today, our 70th episode Seven zero? went up on YouTube. Wow. And uh, we got about 17 episodes on Rumble. And we're on TikTok and we're on Amazon Music. And now we're going for Apple Music. That's in the works today. Wow. Wow, that's big. And of course, we're on Facebook. So, yeah, it's it, look, it's fun. But beyond the shits and giggles, this makes a fabulous podcast to listen to. Um, at night in your home or when you're in the car on a, on a, uh, a long drive, even on a short drive. And, um, but of course my favorite is just watching. I like watching podcasts in general, not just the audio. I like the, the audio visual aspects Absolutely. of the podcast world. Yeah. And of course there's a purpose to this podcast and the purpose is to nudge humanity closer to the light because we are at the precipice we are at the junction of the dark and the light and i don't think i need to explain to you if i do you got your head up your ass that evil dark forces that have been controlling humanity for thousands of years are in their final throes and it's dark and it's just like that that ending scene of a good old horror movie where the you know the the demon or the monster is mortally wounded and now it's more dangerous than ever and it's thrashing and slashing and gnarling and wow. <laughs> it's doing all of those things because it knows that the end is near so to the new world order evil pigs of this planet you are about to be buried forever. Mm. You're not going to be buried alive. You're going to be buried dead. Mm. And then the world of the living God will prevail and peace will be uh, set free on this planet. There'll be no more wars. There'll be no more starvation, um, cancer, sickness, mm. pandemics, none of that mm. shit that these assholes have contrived for us. None of that stuff. So uh, we will bring humanity closer and closer to bringing heaven here on earth, right? Kingdom of God, kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And I believe that that's our purpose. That is not everyone's purpose, people. Some people are bloodsuckers, literally and metaphorically, but literally they're out there. You've probably heard about that. And other people are just energy vampires. They'll they'll put their hooks into you and they'll twist their intent and suck the life juice out of you. Well let's do our let's do our countdown. Don't down. let them don't let them steal your soul. Let's I, do the I, countdown. Yeah, because I like that. How you know about darkness and about people sucking the energy out of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's so easy. So we'll do our oh, countdown yes. and, oh, yes. and your infamous, now infamous, uh, introduction, which yeah. the, the people love through do the it. comments that we're, we're reading. And now a countdown. Five, yeah. four, three, two, 
one. Welcome back, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Jersey Alchemist. I'm your host, Dr. John Gerard Gallucci. And I'm Philip D'Angelo. Amen, brother. And I want to make a special shout out to one of my mentors. Yes. Okay. Um, one of my mentors. Now, you've most of you have heard of channelers. You've seen channelers on, on the internet. And some channelers speak in tongues as a manner of, uh, of uh, speaking, or they, they're dramatic and they're sitting on a big Morticia Adams chair made of uh, wicker, and there's a bubbler and a, mm. a smoke maker, and you know they're in a trance. I've seen those people in person, I've seen them all over YouTube. But other channelers are more subtle. That is me, my friends. Uh, I channel the saints. I don't go around beating people over the head with that. It's something that I say every once in a while. But one of the saints that I absolutely challenge, a channel, <laughs> I don't challenge this. Well, Please. I think I do challenge the saints because I'm so imperfect. Yeah, that's a good one. That's That was a subliminal slip that I challenged the saints. But you've heard me make reference to St. Anthony of Padua. St. Anthony, today, June 13th, in the year of 1231, he passed at the uh, tender age of 35. Right. He, uh, as a young boy, I think he was 14 or 15, went in to study with the Augustinian order. Now, St. Augustine, or St. Augustine of Hippo, is absolutely one of my favorite saints. I don't think the general public knows enough about St. Augustine, but I was surprised to see that St. Anthony of Padua, one of, clearly one of my go-to saints, was an Augustinian. However, after having a foray uh, in, um, on a trip to Northern Africa where he wanted to go and uh, proselytize and bring the gospel to the African continent, after others had been martyred, he came back on a ship, and then a storm blew them off course, and instead of going where he was supposed to go, he ended up in Sicily. And from there, uh, came back, and one way or another, decided it was his time to become a Franciscan. And it's still unclear to me as to whether St. Francis of Assisi and St. Anthony of Padua actually face-to-face -face met, but they lived and walked and talked on this planet and they overlapped each other, right? So that remains to be seen. I don't know if that happened. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but suffice it to say, St. Anthony of Padua, my God, he has never, ever, ever, ever let me down, ever. I go to St. Anthony for anything and today, after having a humdinger of a nightmare, I woke up and I literally evoked his name. I said, Holy Lord. I said, San Anthony of Padua, please. I says, give me some guidance today. I need your guidance. And I picked up my cell phone and the first, notifi first notification I got was today is the feast day of San Anthony of Padua. And I was like, wow, okay, I'm on it. So that's it. My shout out is to St. Anthony of Padua, and uh, St. Anthony, of course, was born in Lisbon, Portugal. And so he was Portuguese, 
lot of his ministry was carried out in Italy, so the Italians kind of adopted him. But um, anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Well, John, we gravitate to different people and different, you know, um, persons in our life, yeah. whether we know them or not known. Um, what gravi- What made you gravitate to St. Anthony of Padua? Well, I what think was it that? Well, you know, I I think it's that whole that whole story about how my grandmother kind of uh, lovingly story. berated me in the middle of the night and said, "Well, you lost something," and I said, oh, gave her the whole story, and she laughed at me. She goes, "How many times have I got to tell you?" She goes, "Pray to Saint Anthony," and I I got sarcastic with my grandma, loved her dearly. You know, we were close enough that I could be sarcastic with her. I was in my early twenties, and and. Um, my grandma, along with the help of St. Anthony, really, really shoved it down my throat in a very loving fashion, mm-hmm. made a fool out of me, and I never looked back. I never doubted my grandmother again, and I never doubted St. Anthony again. And St. Anthony's come through for me in tough situations in the operating room while I had some child's belly or chest wide open, you know, and I would evoke saint anthony of padua and and uh what i was looking for what i was seeking always came through mm-hmm. it it never ever ever failed john uh, being in scooch this way a bit just because you're yeah roll the chair this way just because you're in uh pediatrics there you go there for you all go. those years that's it because you were sneaking out of the field yeah uh, that's my bad side that's why i'm trying to avoid my bad side <laughs> Uh, being that you were in pediatrics all these years. Pediatric surgery. surgery I yeah. apologize. Oh, yeah. It's okay. You're yeah. forgiven. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, you know, another popular saint is St. Jude's, which is a yeah. children's foundation oh, yeah. and uh, founded yes. by the actor Danny Thomas. Yeah. Is St. Jude uh, also one of your more um, uh, looked yeah. upon saints well, in y- times of trouble? Y- yeah, because, you know, St. Jude, you know, and by the way let me let me say this you don't have to be a catholic to reap the benefits of a close association with any of the saints the saints the way i see it they're they're tagged they're charged with with helping humanity it kind of reminds me of i can't remember the name of the show where you you had to answer those questions and you had lifelines Mm. You can you can make a phone call to a friend or a relative, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, the saints are like a lifeline, except you don't run out of them. You just you just don't know that they're there, and you don't know that you don't run out of your lifelines. So, Saint Jude is, among other things, the patron saint of hopeless cases, yeah, terrible mm. kind of lost causes, that kind of thing. And uh, whenever I was in a predicament with a child that looked like things weren't going to work out well, mm. a child with metastatic cancer, a child that suffered severe trauma, and it looked like they weren't, you know, things weren't going to go well, at least not for our purposes here in the third dimension, because that's an important point to, uh, to, uh, to remember and distinguish. I would pray to St. Jude, and um, so St. Jude appeared to me while I was meditating. He appeared to me uh, way up, up, up in the sky. I was at the top of my healing mountain, 
and he introduced me in turn to Jesus Christ. That is not a joke. And if you think I'm blowing smoke at you, um, I'll pray for you. Leave it in the comments if you think that I'm jacking you around. You think that I'm a charlatan. You think that I'm, I'm telling a lie? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Now, I'm, I'm not a channeler that says, um, greetings, so-and-so, I am so-and-so of magnetic service. That's cryon. I love cryon. And I love Lee Carroll. I'm not Bashar, who sits like this and speaks in a different tone. No, I'm not. Uh, I don't speak in light language. But I think that all. I think it all. And it happens to me without me asking it. I, I don't ask it. I don't ask of it. It just happens. So I didn't ask St. Jude to show up. St. Jude showed up, showed up face to face, introduced me to Jesus Christ. So St. Jude is a, is a very important saint for me. Wow. Yeah. John, with other religions, because you're so uh, well-read in other religions, just religions and gods in general, do other religions, like, have go-to people? Oh, sure, yeah. Like uh, yeah. the Muslim faith or No, there, there, are saints, there are saints here and there everywhere. Um, I know that some of the saints are recognized in Islam, but you know I don't want to go there because I am not an expert, and if I if I misspeak, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna yeah. bring ire down upon me. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to reflect that that I know the nuances of all the different religions. I, I, I'm not. Uh, pure Buddhists are, in a sense, atheistic in that they. They're not monotheist. They're not polytheist. A polytheist is some a religion who believes that there are many, 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 many gods. That's Hinduism. Um, Christianity and Judaism and uh, Islam, I think, they're all monotheistic religions, which means there's one god, and then there's deities that surround them to a degree. Uh, I know a lot of Christians that scorn the Virgin Mary. I had a guy at work that was just, he was just, spitting fire over how could Christians pray to the woman that gave birth to Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, okay, catch you later, bud. You know, instead of sitting there and slugging and out with, with him, he was so, he was so angry over, you know, how other people could be so foolish. A lot of people, John, just won't open up their mind to even gain knowledge about other religions or right. you know other beliefs in in the inside the religion, right? They just shut the door; it's closed, right. and that's it. And some of the some of the people that are the most guilty of that are the uh, what I would call the, the hard the hardline Christian, you know, the Bible beaters and whatnot. And, and some of my dear friends from grammar school and whatnot are that way, and, you know. And whenever I would try to express something on Facebook about a saint. I knew I was in for a fight when I got, with all due respect, that line, with all due respect, is a throwdown. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a veiled, uh, you know. Challenge? It's, it's like a powdered donut, you know, but but there's poison in the donut. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a powdered poison donut. Here, eat this, fuckhead. Mm -hmm. don't, don't tell me, with all due respect. You know something? You know what? Whenever you're you're verklempt about religion or saints or deities or 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 what is what, just be a free thinker. 
just be a free thinker and and let let the universe give you the answers that are already inside of you you're not going to find the answers anywhere else the answers are all within you yeah it's like any other conversation john no matter what you're talking about especially if it's something you're not sure about right Listen to what the other side has, the other side, the other person or persons has to say. Oh, sure. And it doesn't mean you have to accept everything they say. No. But maybe there's one or two things that you can that will right. enlighten you, right. give you a little more insight, make you think a, a, a different way, right. and a, to have, give you a totally different perspective. I mean, what's right. wrong with that? No, no listen, I, I would go as far as saying, and it doesn't matter what the topic is. The topic could be sex, religion, politics, uh international cuisine, animals, pets, cats, dogs, horses, birds, you know, tarantulas, it doesn't really matter. If you run into somebody that refuses a two-sided discourse, refuses to engage in a meaningful conversation, if they shut it down because they can't and won't hear anything other than, other than what they think and their perspective, I would say politely walk away, politely walk away. And you know something? I think a lot of us understand that over the last two years, over the last two years, we've all lost friends and family members that really would rather not speak to us anymore, and we would rather not speak to them. And guess what? So be it. You know, the, you know Jesus talked about the wheat from the, from the, the chaff, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's not shaft. You get the shaft from the shaft, but there's the wheat from the chaff, and it'll be separated. Two will be two will be grinding, uh, you know, grain. One will be taken. One will be not. Two will be sleeping in a bed. One will be taken. One will be left. We're in that age. We're in that age where we're like iron filings, and we're either going to be attracted to the South Pole or the North Pole. It's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, and all of that's coming true, right? People don't want to talk to each other today. Certain people want to have a two-sided discourse. Others want to shut you down, but before they go, they want to ridicule you, and they're ridiculers and scoffers, and that's right out of the New Testament, ridiculers and scoffers. And you know something? I don't have any time in my life for people who... Um, shut down a discourse and would rather default to ridiculing and scoffing. I, you know, I went for years and years and years on social media without um, unfriending or defriending or blocking people. One or two people I had to because they really were over the top, you know, ugly, nasty, accusatory, going back like six years, eight years, ten years. You can count them on one hand, and I have 5,000 Facebook friends. But um, over the last two years, over certain subjects, people have taken their positions in a fanatically religious sense. And I, I don't have any time for people who have that mentality. I just don't. To me, John, people that, sh that don't want to debate, I love a good debate. There's nothing wrong with two people having friendly conversation. Right. You accept their point of view. Yeah. Just, you know, break it down. You give your point of view, and they break down what you say. What's wrong with that? To nothing. me, it's just lazy. I mean, if you can't really, um, you know, one of the parties is really just lazy. 
you know, because you don't want to do your research. You know, I, if I know I'm coming across somebody who is uh, going to be have a different point of view, I make sure, you know, you know I, I know what's going on in the world, you know, especially if it's current events, right. what's going on in the world, what it should be, you know, what's here, what's there. And this way, when you go, you have some information to back you up. So anybody who doesn't want to do research and doesn't want to do, uh, you know, their their homework, so to speak, and just throw, you know, fat, what they consider facts out there, that's not really a discussion. They're lazy. They don't want to do any research about where I'm coming from. And I don't mind doing research on where they're coming from, yeah. you know? I mean, I know yeah. you, you're, you're, you know, you've spoken so many times on so many different topics that you, uh, you know, you, you do do your research. I do. I do my best. You know, look, I, like I, I've said this before, if, if you really are looking for John Gerard Gallucci to show up carrying his expert bag, that would have to be in certain aspects of uh, healthcare uh, and surgery, because that's that's what I that's what I did for decades and decades, and I'm an expert. I held myself out to the public as such, and I am, and I always will be. Uh, the other stuff, I believe, I have a uh, profound sense for what is real, what is acceptable, and what isn't. But then that that kind of moves to the category of there's a little bit of opinion mixed in with uh, personal truths, right? Because my truth is my truth, but it doesn't mean it's somebody else's truth. 100%. Right? John, let's go back to saints. What about my guy talking about saints, St. Michael? Well, talk to me about him. Well, I, I can't give you a dissertation on Archangel Michael. But, but if you hear of St. Michael, um, it's generally taken as Archangel Michael, and he is the warrior. And um, among, among other saints, uh, they are the slayers of the beast, slayers of the dragon. And I don't want to... So there's a difference between saints and archangels. Yes. What, yeah. What's the difference? Well, archangels are apparently, apparently, right, because I am just... I am a mere mortal man, <laughs> learning as I go. But I would say over and over again, I've been on this planet over and over again in many different shapes and sizes and forms, uh, religions and genders, because we, we aren't always a woman or a man. No, we're not. Um, apparently, there is the one living God, the Creator. And in that creator's circle, there are what are called seraphims. And seraphims are the, the entities that apparently have never incarnated in the physical form that are the closest, and they encircle that one living creator. Let's call that creator God. You call, call the creator whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So the closest circle are seraphims, and then beyond the seraphims are archangels, and then angels of several different degrees. So there's a hierarchy. Now, maybe, 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 maybe that's just a, um, a fabrication of the human psyche that wants to put uh, a linear or, a, you know, li l linearity to the whole scheme, if there's a scheme. 
So that's how we can understand it. So it's kind of like the hierarchy of a corporation or a, a school system or, or a law enforcement system or a military, right? There's private first class, there's, there's corporals, there's this, there's that, all the way up the ladder to, uh, I guess, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, right? Mm -hmm. So beyond the seraphim are the archangels. Now, I like to use the example, because the one that I know the most about is Metatron. And when I first ran into Archangel Metatron, because I think he was politely and uh, carefully stalking me, Metatron, I never heard of an archangel called Metatron. Metatron sounds to me like, or when I first ran across Metatron, it sounded like a Saturday morning children's cartoon. I am Metatron, take me to your leader. And I, it sounded like a transformer. He's a boat, he's a monster, he's an archangel with wings, then he's a dragon. You know, it's a Metatron. It sounded like so high tech outer space. Come to find out, that Metatron um, petitioned the Creator to incarnate on Earth as a human being. And the story goes because he wanted to experience firsthand what it felt like, what it was all about to be a human being. So he was given the privilege, given dispensation against the dictum that you shall not incarnate, and he did. And he incarnated as the man known as Enoch. E-N-O-C-H. Enoch. I've read two full books on Enoch. And Enoch lived apparently for 365 earth years. People lived longer back then. And maybe it's because they weren't being poisoned by processed foods, drinks, and uh, medications. Mm. Who knows? Um, and after he lived his days and completed his journey, uh, the angels took him in and he was assumed back into the heavens, not unlike the Virgin Mary. But Enoch lived a very long time before Miriam, the Virgin Mary. But the only two people that I know of in, in history that were assumed into the heavens without having their bodies die and then decompose. Two people, Enoch and the Virgin Mary, uh, separated by thousands of years. But Enoch, when, went, when he went back into the heavens, was the Archangel Metatron, except apparently Archangel Metatron is also a seraphim. So this is an entity that is about as close to the one living God creator that you can get without actually being the central loving living creator. Wow. That's so that's, amazing. yeah. So, and so saints really, yeah, he walked. showed up in my room one night. Wow. Yeah. How'd that go? It, it, it was amazing. It went great. You said yeah. he stalked you. Yeah. So I, to speak. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. I said, I think I said politely and lovingly. Yes, lovingly well, because, you know, entities that are not, well, first of all, if a human was stalking you, they could scare you, no matter how big and tough you are. Mm. You know, I'm sure that, you know, somebody could scare, you know, one of the top, you. I'm, I'm sure somebody could scare 
Deontay Wilder and the Gypsy King. Gypsy King yeah, know, Tyson Fury. Somebody, somebody, somewhere. somebody can scare them, right? Uh, but if you're a non-human, you're very likely, you're very likely to scare the bejesus out of a human being if you just showed up. Mm. Even if you showed up, you know, with wings and a lovely, you know, uh, uh, who knows, a, a sweet kissy face, you know. Some harp music in the background. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you can still scare the dickens out of somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. So saints really walk this earth. You mean That's still, the, still, still? Well, yes, they do. To become a to become a saint, it's right. usually somebody of you that was human and yeah. helped so many people went above and beyond that they became sainted. If that's the right word, uh, I think sure. it's canonized. Canonized. I'm not sure. Yes. But apparently, Saint Anthony of Padua, when he died on June 13th in the year 1231, he had produced so many miracles in his short lifespan of 35 wow. years that I believe it was the reigning pope, and I'm not sure who that was, that declared him a saint the day after he died. Now that's, wow. that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. The Catholic Church usually lets like hundreds of years go by. Yeah. This way, this way, you know, you know, you could, you, there's no one, there's no one to ask and say, hey, wait a minute. I don't believe that happened. This way, nobody's around. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, the government or Big Pharma when they say, oh, well, we'll, we'll release the, the data uh, on such and such a medication in 75 years. Oh, we'll release the, uh, the file on the Kennedy assassination in 75 years. Right. So St. Anthony of Padua, he really was like the Babe Ruth of saints, so to speak, because well, yeah. a first-time ballot hall of famer. I mean, how many saints, you know, have been canonized right after they pass like that? Right, but it, it right. And it, the formality, I think, took quite a while. Wow. But it was the proclamation, I think, from the, sure. from the hierarchy that said, oh, this guy's a saint, and they proclaimed wow. him a saint the day after he died, which wow. was kind of amazing. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about how long it took for the actual registry. Mm. <laughs> yes, when the ceremony was was uh, was conducted, I don't know. Wow. I think it was many years later, like a hundred years or something. What an interesting topic, John. I mean, we learned about saints, sainthood, uh, your your favorite saint, uh, archangels. Right. I mean, this has been a pretty amazing podcast. I want to say something before we please do before we do the alchemy. Yeah. Um, there are, let's call them earth angels. There's a song. The yeah. Platters? No. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I remember the song. I don't remember sure. saying it. Um, there are earth angels, and there are people who possess the spirits of sainthood. There are. And they're all over the place just like the dark side and we're on this planet and we're in a spiritual war and it's never been so obvious than right now and if you think that that we're not in the great end time spiritual warfare you're either profoundly um ignorant now being profoundly ignorant of something 
is is not a um, it's not a disrespectful thing to say. I'm profoundly ignorant on many topics. I just am. I had a dream last night that woke me up. It gave, it was a nightmare. It was about me being in some uh, university setting, and I was being led into a final exam, and it was it was some kind of um, high-end mathematics, like, you know, advanced calculus. Uh, I couldn't pass that test now for all the tea in China, but I was led from one classroom to the next because I kept failing to have the prerequisites with me. Don't you have your calculator, Mr. Gallucci? No. Somebody comes up and takes me down the hall and takes me to another classroom. And you know what? It was so real. And it was so, it was actually terrifying for me. That's the dream that, that scared the bejesus out of me. Wow. And when I woke up, I evoked St. Anthony Padua, please. Wow. I don't ever want to feel that inadequate again in my life. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, I find out on the spot today's his, today's his, uh, Amazing. his, his feast day. Um, why was I going there? We were going to alchemize, but, yeah, uh, oh, Earth Angels. Earth Angels and people, that's not a joke, people. It's not a joke. You know, we, we run around in these um, fleshy vehicles, but it's all about your spirit, your heart, and where your, where your love lies, where your loyalty lies. How many people have sold their soul to the dark side for fame and fortune. Just like that excerpt from the New Testament where Satan tests Jesus for the 40 days and 40 nights that he's in the wilderness doing his kind of spirit quest because he had just been baptized. And Satan says, worship me and all of this will be yours, referring to all of the all of the accoutrements and pleasures of the physical realm. Ah, I don't think so. Jesus was too smart for that. But lots of people for the here and now, they only know what's in front of their nose. They see the Lamborghini, the Ferrari, the Porsche, you know, the expensive homes, the vacations, the, you know, potential high-end lovers every around every corner you know all of that stuff and if that's where your love lies that's where you will stay referring to the narrow gate so angels and saints and earth angels and and earth saints are saints that are here there and everywhere but when you evoke the saints you're telling the creator, you're telling the universe, I seek not the, the wide gate that leads to death and perdition. I seek the narrow gate. So please, please, people understand something when we, when we talk about saints and the angels. Seek ye where your love lies, and your love should be lying in, getting as close to you can, to the creator as possible. You have lifelines that are available to you every second of every day, and they never run out like on that game show where you have three lifelines or five lifelines. The lifelines are 
the deities that seem to be inextricably tagged to you, charged with you. That's not a joke. So start reading up on some of the saints. There's easily over a thousand saints. Some of my favorite saints without dissing others would be St. Francis of Assisi, St. Augustine of Hippo. Wow, was he prolific and what a writer. St. Anthony of Padua, St. Michael, St. Gerard. My mother gave me my middle name. It's Gerard after St. Gerard. Um, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Padre Pio, St. Teresa de Lisieux, the little flower from France. I could go on and on and on. These are the saints that I've interacted with, St. Saint Jude, right? Mm -hmm. St. Jude isn't Judas, two different people. Anyway, um, God bless the saints. They're lifelines for us. God bless the earth angels. Look for them, people. Learn how to pray, learn how to meditate. Wow, John, what an informative and great episode. Thank you for bringing that all to light. Yeah, thanks for... Right, that's what we do. People, if you like what we're doing, give us a follow. The Jersey Alchemist. Not only follow, but you must... Please subscribe. You heard it from the good doctor. Follow and subscribe. Till next time. Peace.